When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Alex Rasmussen, our daughter, who's not here. Catherine's not here. We found out that, uh, well, I won't tell what the, it's a good diagnosis comparatively. Well, she has walking pneumonia. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the best case scenario, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a big deal at all. That's good. Yeah, Catherine. It's not the 1800s anymore. No, that's exactly it. But she's been sick now for 10 straight days. Unbelievable, but Catherine's not here. Alex is here, and she's not in studio right now. But we also have Mike Bellina and Andy Brat Bernard. And we'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, Tom Bernard Show. 
Garrison Keeler, whose soothing voice and gentle humor helped to... Gentle humor? Well, it was I mean, pretty gentle, wasn't it? It was so gentle, you didn't even know it was funny. That's <laughs> <clears throat> the best part of it. You know what's so funny is the, the three stories uh, in the on the front of the Star Tribune this morning were Garrison Keeler, Al Franken, and Matt Lauer. Mm-hmm. Those were the three lead stories. And I was reading the news this morning, and some uh, somebody emailed in saying, I notice how you people just, you just don't cover the news like you should cover the news. All you're talking about is liberals who have broken the law. What about Trump? That's literally that's like, all that's on Newser is that's all Lauer, Keeler, and uh, Franken. Right, and I did rip Trump, by the way. Told him to shut up, and if if he did, uh, those seventeen women aren't li- aren't uh, you know lying or or whatever. Then he needs to get his ass handed to him for that. I think that he needs to get off Twitter, but also those women probably are lying. You think all seventeen of them would be? I think they have a vested interest to get well, Trump they out do. of office. Now um, I don't know who. See, that's the whole problem. I I do think one of the problems that we have with this. Innocent people, and I don't know who those people would be, but some innocent people are going to get steamrolled by this, and it's going to ruin their lives, and it's really unfortunate. I say don't trust anyone unless they got proof. That's uh, my general Yeah, rule. I would go with that. What did you get? Egg, egg sandwich. Got an egg sandwich for Alex. Mm-hmm. It's all about you. I have very exciting news. What? I learned hot gossip. Okay, there's hot gossip? Are you in the middle of something? No, well, we can get back to it. Okay. Um, Garrison Keeler died. <laughs> no, he, he didn't did die. Not. He was fired for touching was. someone. Exactly. I don't know what he did. Put it, he said he put his hand on a woman's back. And then apologized immediately. Yeah. That's what he said, but yeah, I want to know what actually happened. Yeah, because you don't get fired from everything you've ever touched for that. We'll no. never know what really happened. No, we no. won't. Do you think we will in any of these cases? We Probably. can't. Unless someone was recording or something, then yeah. how could we? Dan and I were talking about this, and we're like, we wonder how many of these are fake. Yeah, I think a lot well, of them I are. wonder. Because anybody could say... Yeah. Well, now, is could... putting your hand on a woman's back considered assault in no. Norway? No. Well, in Norway. Oh, in Norway? I don't think so. Was that where he was living at the time? In Norway, I think you can impregnate someone. (laughs) I don't know. But it's like I could go walk into the Star Tribune right now and be like, oh, so-and-so molested me. Yeah, that's the problem. I know. You really need accountability or something. You can't prove that someone didn't do something if there's no, I mean, who do you trust? Yeah. And it sucks, A, for the guys that didn't do anything and are being falsely accused and then also be for the actual victims of sexual harassment yeah, that we'll went never through know these I things. Know. I know. You're absolutely right. It, it, it's just, There's too much money involved it's and that's the problem. Really frustrating. It's really frustrating. So what were you going to tell us? You found out the, the scoop. Andy, you know the King of Kong? Yeah. He was just here. Not he today, was? but he was a game informer is in this building. Mm-hmm. And he was here doing a podcast, and he was at the coffee shop, and mm. the owner was just like, "Yeah, this guy was here, and he's Who's like a the villain." King of Kong? Billy Mitchell is I his have name. No idea who and that is. And he's like the master has, of Donkey Kong. Yeah, he has like the world record in a bunch of different arcade games from the '80s. Yeah, and he's in the. Um, there's a documentary about him called The King of Kong. 
And Brenda was talking about him, and she's like, yeah, there was this video game guy who's like a villain in the video game world because he has all these world records, and people like watch him play video games. And I'm like, oh, people get so into it. It's so weird. And I was like, oh, my husband um, had me watch some documentary called The King of Kong. She's like, that's the guy who it was. And Dan's going to flip out. He was he, here yesterday or today? What, not to, like recently. Recently? But I guess somebody saw him and then ran in and was like, was that Billy Mitchell? And she was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, that's But that's pretty cool because I know so wait, who that what, is. What, what is the fascination with watching somebody else do I something? have no idea. Yeah, Andy, well, you play, you do like videos that you put online of you playing video not games. Often. Well, but I mean... It's mostly it's mostly like Alex and I kind of just do that back and forth. Oh. Like if we don't have like if um one of us is eating or something and so we don't have anything to watch and you know there's just I don't know nothing good to watch anymore so It's like most TV is bad and I've seen everything on Netflix and Hulu so it's like you know what am I going to watch? That is true. Well, but people it's like they learn things about <clears throat> cheat codes and mm-hmm. how to get past levels that they yeah, have been working on for a long time and stuff like that. And then also it's just, I don't know, a lot of people see it as kind of like an art, you know, like a savant type thing I almost. Guess, yeah. I was reading about savant syndrome since watching The Good Doctor. Yes. Another thing we don't know anything about. Yeah. Acquired savant syndrome is crazy. Acquired? Yeah. Like you get a brain injury and then all of a sudden oh, you're like oh, a master yeah, of yeah. something. Yeah. It's called acquired savant syndrome. It's, yeah, that's insane. You're like a great pianist all of a sudden for no reason. All of a sudden. You just have this great... Because, I mean, regular savant syndrome makes sense because you, you know... The brain's different from birth. From your whole life, yeah. But acquired, that. it's like... Oh, I had a concussion, and now all of a sudden I am super great at geometry, or I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, that does happen. Well you, know, well, you have a relative. She went in and had brain surgery, and when she came out of surgery, she was speaking French. What? Oh, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, your aunt, my sister. What? You didn't know that? No, I knew she had brain surgery. Yeah, she, she came had out a and she was speaking French. Uh, that's crazy. Well, but that was explained to me by someone who would know. Um, what it is, is we've all heard French words before. Yeah. You know, the, the basic is soup du jour or whatever. Yeah. So in mood. your brain, because if you've heard like 8, 10, 12 French words, your brain would then make up the other words. So it sounds like you're speaking French, but you really aren't. Oh. Yeah, back then they didn't have uh, cell phone cameras everywhere, so. Yeah. Right. There's another thing we'll never know. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It's, there's lots of those things. Garrison Keeler, whose soothing voice and gentle humor, again, so gentle we didn't even know it was funny, helped define the world's view of Minnesota. Well, that's unfortunate. Has been dropped by Minnesota Public Radio for inappropriate behavior toward a co-worker. NPR said Wednesday it is severing all ties to the longtime host of radio's A Prairie Home Companion. The show, which he handed off last year to handpick successor Chris Thiel, will be retitled Keeler holds the trademark, and his old broadcast no longer will be aired. What did he do? That's this is not just about touching someone's. Yeah, you don't get fired from no touching somebody's back. And listen, there's no so they're not even there's no investigation. There's nothing. All of a sudden, they just get we're taking your name off it, and we're taking the name off the show, and you're fired, and get off our. That's not just over touching someone's back. I'm sorry. So what do they know that they're not telling? 
Well, no, he's yeah. quoted as this morning. He said, I think I have to leave the country. Yeah, he did say that. <laughs> I have to leave the country because, you know, well, poor, poor on a eventful week in Badger Falls where the women are robust, the men are pink-cheeked, and the children are pink-cheeked and robust. Stupid TV. What the hell's so funny? That is true. I listen to Prairie Home Companion a few times, and people in the audience are just dying, and I'm like, what? It's yeah. not funny at all from what I've heard. I I've mean, never like, they're that. like clever little quips but it's not like slap your knee <laughs> I know. my side hurts i'm laughing so hard i feel like it's the kind of thing like you know you spend the first 40 years of your life in a library you know reading about the american revolution or something and then finally you're introduced to humor and it's like you know it's the funniest thing you've ever heard literally so yeah even if it's not that funny yeah, literally that's true yeah <laughs> Because a lot of people who like Prairie Home Companion are also not exactly the funniest people in the world. No. So I think humor is like a pretty new thing to a lot of them. My favorite is Richard Belzer when he was on the KQ Morning Show. God, 25 years ago probably. He goes, you guys got a guy in town here that uh, he kind of uh, broke it big out there in uh, National Public Radio. You want to hear my impression of Garrison Keeler? I said, sure. You know, Richard Belzer is hilarious. Yeah. So I said, sure, I'd love to I'd love to hear your impression of <laughs> a very home companion. And Garrison Keeley goes, I was on the farm and as I looked out the window I saw a rooster shove a hose up its ass. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call that the most accurate. Yeah. It's pretty funny what though. The hell? It's very funny. <laughs> No. At all. None. But Richard Belzer. <laughs> I think we're going to have to take a break because Molina's falling apart. He's not going to be Gino, able to recover. that's funny. Now that <laughs> is funny. That's exactly right. My God. I reminded him of that just about six months ago, and he started laughing just like you were laughing now. And he goes, God, thanks so much for reminding me of that. <laughs> Very, very good. I don't know. So here's my question. Why would they make this broad, sweeping move against Garrison Keillor unless, A, they hated him anyway, uh, B, he'd become a massive pain in the ass, or C, he did something that was way wrong and they're just not telling us about it? Or D, this way he gets pension and severance. I don't think he's getting any severance. You don't think they so? Just, they severed everything. Well, yeah, that's what severance is for. He did USO tours overseas when he was in the comedy biz, Keeler wrote. He did it from his, uh, from deep in his heart out of patriotism, and the show he did was broad comedy of a sort that goes back to the Middle Ages. Ms. Oh, he's talking about... Franken. Oh, he's talking about Franken now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what... D- is there any information on that? Uh, there's a fifth accuser now. Oh. A fifth woman has come forward and said that she took a picture with him when she was in the United States Army, and he was on a USO tour, and he, he hugged her and cupped her breast. Fun. Um, so he did USO tours overseas when he was in the uh, comedy biz, Keeler wrote. He did it from his deep in his heart out of patriotism. Al Franken, yeah, okay. 
And the show he did was broad comedy of a sort that goes back to the Middle Ages. Ms. Tweeden knew what the game was and played her role on the flight home in a spirit of low comedy. Al ogled her and pretended to grab her, and a picture was taken. Eleven years later, a talk show host in L.A., she goes public with her embarrassment, and there is a talk of resignation. This is pure absurdity, and the atrocity it leads to is a code of public deadliness. No kidding. Garrison, shut up. How about that? Why don't you and Donald Trump both shut up? Donald, get off Twitter, and you just shut up, Garrison. You've had a 50-year run based on nothing. See, the problem I have is talking about, it has nothing to do with their politics. It's just Garrison Keillor and Al Franken are scumbags. Ugh. They're just there, oh, I'm I'm an elite. Garrison Keillor refers to himself as a progressive elite. Ugh. Fun. Have you ever referred to yourself as an elite? Yes, exactly. Yeah. But then on the other side, you got Roy Moore, who's the biggest dirtbag cowboy of them all. So it's not just one side of the coin here. But I will tell you this, they could argue all they want, but between Hollywood and politics and television, that left side's kind of stacking up. Mm. You know, those people are all far lefties. I was going to say, all of these people are pretty much very strong Democrats. Donald Trump, Roy Moore, and uh, is it Ray Moore or Roy Moore? I think it's Roy. Roy. That's right. He's Alabama something something? Alabama Senate. He's running for Senate. Running for Senate. Okay. And then you got Bill O'Reilly. He's a potential oh, Bill, Bill O'Reilly Bill O'Reilly's a, a righty yeah okay. but he's not a religious righty he's just a righty Roy Moore pretends he's like Jesus's buddy he's one O'Reilly's of those religious pukes. isn't he oh is he I didn't think he was I thought so maybe he's not Let's Matt see. Lauer got fired know. right Matt Lauer got fired because he would apparently invite women into his office and then close and lock the door and take out his penis that's great don't do that wonderful we were talking about you yesterday what you would do to somebody if they did that to I you. would rip it off <laughs> <laughs> rip it off. I would get in such a rage. I don't even know. Nobody's ever done that to you, have they? No, I, no. no I one mean, you've never been groped or anything like no. that. Because my every you're the first first woman that I've talked to that has not been groped. Well, mom never. worked at KFC, so I mean. Yeah, that's true. Do you think it out of fear that that they know better than to touch you? Otherwise, they they would find their their body parts spread all over the United States. Maybe I don't know. I. Apparently, I've been told this before that I am scary. Like, yeah, because to, you're, like I'm an intimidating person when people don't know me. That you wouldn't put up with that BS. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't feel scary, but yeah, you kind of like got part of your dad in here. I you're guess kind of pushy. I guess pushy. <laughs> you just got my pushy. Person. But yeah, I've never been. I mean, I've definitely I've had my like butt touched, and then I will like get in somebody's face and freak out. Well, so you were kind of groped then. I guess. I guess every woman has been groped. Yeah, I've been catcalled a ton, and then I freak out. There you go. Too. We'll be back, Tom Bernard Show. MyPillow is the holiday gift that keeps on giving. Long after the bath and body soaps have washed down the drain and the new treadmill has been turned into a clothes rack, your MyPillow gift will be guaranteeing your friends and family a great night's sleep. Buy one MyPillow and get one free online with my code KQRS or call my special offer number at 800-694-2056. Buy one, get one at MyPillow.com, keyword KQRS, or call 800-694-2056. When you care about your job, you care about the job you do. 
At Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, they hire the best people, treat them right, and they treat you right when you call to schedule an appointment. Bryant Furnaces and Air Conditioners and the Sabre Blue Maintenance Plan are as good as it gets. This is Tom Bernard for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Visit SabreHeating.com for special savings on air conditioners. Plus, get more information on their Sabre Blue Maintenance Plan. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. This song. This is how Garrison Keillor feels about me like no other lover. Wonderful song. You know, I'm reading these stories, and I have people that send me emails or, or whatever they send me, and it's, why is it you're only talking about, you know, the left? You never go after Look, I just report the news. I didn't write the news. Whatever's on the screen is what I report. I have gone after President Trump, I've gone after Roy Moore, I've gone after Bill O'Reilly. They're just not in the news right now. And that's not my fault because I don't run the newswire. Okay, you, so. I think you do. You think I run the newswire? Yep. I'm breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Matt Lauer has broken his silence over the sexual misconduct scandal engulfing him. There are no words to express my sorrow and regret for the pain I have caused others by words and actions. He says in a statement per CNBC... To the people I have heard, I am truly sorry. He adds that some of what is being said about me is untrue or mischaracterized. But there is enough truth in these stories to make me feel embarrassed and ashamed. Meanwhile, after a damning variety report that outlined a litany of accusations against the 59-year-old Lauer, including that he had a button under his desk that allowed him to lock his office door. What? Oh, yeah. Those used to be pretty common. They did. That's creepy as hell. You press a button and the door would close. Yeah, they still got that at KQ. The general manager's office has one of those doors. Ugh. I don't know why they were so popular, but they were. NBC fielded two new complaints other than the one that led to his firing, a source tells the New York Times. An ex-NBC employee behind one of the complaints who spoke to the Times on condition of anonymity says she endured inappropriate comments from Lauer starting soon after she joined the network in the late 90s. She documents... So basically, if I said to a woman, go after yourself, is that... uh, you know. That would be bad. But I just do it like that. That's what I would say to guys. Yeah, I don't think But it's not sexual. Care. Yeah, I well, think it's like they... you're not supposed to punch a woman. <clears throat> no, we're not supposed to punch a woman either. That's true. In any case, uh, she documents a 2001 incident in which Lauer asked her to his office, locked the door, and sexually assaulted her. She says she fainted while it was happening and that Lauer's assistant took her to a nurse. She says she didn't report the incident due to shame. She hadn't done more to stop him as well as uh, fear of being fired. In further bad news for Lauer, Bloomberg reports that the $9 million, 227,000-acre ranch on New Zealand's South Island that Lauer scooped up earlier this year is now at risk due to a clause in the purchase approval by the Overseas Investment Office that says the purchaser must continue to be in good character. Uh-oh. You could kiss that land goodbye. The thing that you said that she didn't say anything due to shame. That drives me freaking crazy. But most women don't have strong families like I you know, do. and it drives me crazy I that know. these women are scared that something's going to happen. It's like, what? I know, That's but ridiculous. they don't have they don't have the the parents that you have though. But I mean, not, I was, just... not that we're the greatest parents in the world, but it was made very obvious from the day both of you started breathing. You touch him, I'll kill you. Well, but it's not even that. It's like if somebody did that to me, I would immediately tell 
I'd be screaming in the hallways. But that's because you know your mom and your dad and your brother would support you. I don't think Andy would care. <laughs> oh, God, you really? <laughs> I don't think Andy would care if somebody assaulted me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he would. Like, oh. Yeah, I don't get I mean, she says, like, you know, for fear that she got fired. It's like, okay, so you get fired from... Like, apparently working underneath a potential rapist. Oh, no. Well, it's hard, though. Don't want to lose that job. Because Matt Lauer is a powerful man, you know. He's a head guy of the network. And so it's, you know, this intern or whatever, her word against his. No, I don't know. Now, this guy never, I don't know that he ever sexually harassed anyone. But one of the reasons I started working from home 12 years ago is there was an employee in that building that was such a creep. I don't think he ever did anything to anybody in the building, but he would send emails out to, like, news anchors. So every time I'd go into a news station, they'd go, would you tell him to leave me alone? I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, the guy didn't work for me because nobody over there works for me. But I I, I just didn't even want to be around it. I, I had no interest in being around creeps like that. There's no doubt about it. There are certain people that just, I don't know what it is, but you know what, you know what? I find most often is there's something that happened to them as a child and now the whole world has to pay. That's there's a lot of that there. Well, and there's also so much, you know, their dad was probably sexist or probably, you know, there's I mean, there's even people that I know that'll say things that I'm just like. Really? You can't say something like that. <laughs> like what? Well, just, you know, little things like, you know, a woman's place is in the kitchen. Ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, it's not freaking funny. <laughs> no. This woman's place is putting her fist in your face. Like what? I don't. And I think a lot of the time now it's guys say these things and they think it's like a joke. Like, oh, that's not funny. But why are you saying it? You know what I really love is the ironic yeah. humor is in. Yeah, it is. Your mom tells a great story about when she was 15 years old. She was 14 or 15, and some guy tried to, like, lean up against her or, you know, that's what I mean, press himself up against her. And I should mention that Catherine's brothers are 6'3", 6'4", and 6'6". They're a tall bunch. And she said, you can go ahead and do this if you want, but my brothers are going to kill you. (laughs) And that kind of warded the guy off pretty well. Well, but the thing is, is like, okay... Andy, I know you love me, but I never, like, if somebody ever did something like that to me, I wouldn't be like, my brother's going to kill you. Because he wouldn't. I've never thought of saying, like, you know, my dad's going to, yeah, beat you up or like, something like that. Andy's not an aggressive person. I'm more aggressive than he is. Yeah, Andy's not an aggressive person. And so person. to me, it was always like, oh, you can try this, but I will rip your leg off and then hit you over the face with it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd was... rather say I'll yeah. kill you than, you know, I'm going to yeah. get someone to come up. It's like, that just sounds weird Yeah, to and me. even though you say, you know, you know that if anybody touched you, I'd kill them. Like, I wouldn't need you. I would do it myself. I understand that. But, you know, you have a very strong mother, too, though. You guys both. Your mother's a very strong person. <laughs> My mom's going to kill you. Well, hey, anybody has a gun is pretty much equal. That's true. Yeah, it's all true. She also, mom got sexually harassed in Ye Old Mill. Yeah, she did. At the state what fair. What the hell is Ye Old Mill? Wasn't she at like 14 fair. at the time or something? Uh, I think she might have been a little older. A little older? Maybe. Going into Ye Old Mill with strange dudes. Hopefully she was older. God. It's like, it's a ride at the state fair, and it's the weirdest freaking ride ever. Is it still there? Yeah, I got stuck in it for an hour, and the fire department had to come and save us. An hour? Yeah, with mom and Faith. 
Oh, that's fun. phenomenal. Yeah, they had to come and rescue us. And it's like you go through these black, you can't see your hand in front of your face tunnels. It's on water. I'm and then you at pictures of it. Yeah, I didn't even you, know this existed. Yeah, and you go by these weird picture windows Little of murals. like, yeah, it's of like the weirdest. When, there's one with like deer <clears throat> and trees yeah. and such. Yeah, it's the weirdest freaking thing ever. Huh. Do but, we have our guest? No, we have Wendy, though. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. Wendy. I love you, Alex, because I'm totally the same way. Good. Yeah, yeah I, I can't mean, see you putting up with a lot. That's true. Yeah, well, I mean, when uh, when I was pregnant, you know, years ago, I used to take the bus home. And, you know, it's like a five-block walk from the bus to our house. So one day this guy came. He was jogging. He was just this little wisp of a guy, jogging shorts, tank top. And uh, he said, I, I have to ask you something. And I said, well, make it fast. I'm on my way home. And he said, um, you know, I, I, have a, I have a dare that I need to do. And I said, oh, hey, God. come on, what is it? And he said, I need to show you my behind, except to use a different word. And I looked at him and I said, seriously, really? And, <laughs> and he, I just, I was mad. I mean, other people would have been like freaked out, but I was just like, what the hell? He goes, well, do you want to see it? And I said, only long enough so I can put my foot in it and stop you from walking home. <laughs> like don't mess with me pal. yeah it's like so i'm weird. bigger than you and so he ran away and i called my manager at the time and was kind of laughing about it she goes eh you might want to call the cops she goes there's kids in your neighborhood and you could take them but i doubt the eight-year-old girl playing in a front lawn could and I well said, mm, yeah that's very point. true good yeah. point so i called and made you know i called them and they're like oh good thing you called and you really have a good uh, a good description of them i said yeah because I sat there and I wanted to beat him up so bad, but I didn't want to go to prison pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't have been good. Pregnant woman beats up jogger. Well, you know, it would have been fun. I mean, I don't think I would have stayed in jail very long, but the cops yeah. probably would have laughed me all the way out. But You know what's really interesting is on this show and on the morning show, every person who's called in about this pretty much has been a woman. Well, and you know, the funny thing is with like Franken and uh, Keeler, they're going pretty fast and loose with the use of the word comedian. Oh, yeah, you got that right. I, I thought you had to be funny to be a comedian. Well, I'd have to agree with that. Keeler, I'd consider a comedian by definition, but Me? Franken, oh. no. Oh, Keeler? Now, Keeler's... He, he tries. Like Franken doesn't try to be funny. He just calls himself funny. That's true. Funny looking, maybe. But, <laughs> no, Big I fan, mean, are you, Wendy? Well, I, I guess I've never liked him because... I haven't either. He just... Ugh, he just looks the, creepy. The smarm factor. Yeah, yeah, he just is one of those people that you look at and you're like, nah, yeah, I don't like you. Well, yeah, when you look at, like, I was watching on, you know, was it Real Channel or something, one of those documentaries about, you know, when John Belushi died, and they were talking oh, about right. the people that supplied him with the drugs, and, Ooh. you know, allegedly maybe some current senator's name may have come up in that. Oh, it definitely came up in that. Yeah. didn't want to say it did, but back, I'm just saying allegedly. Back then, wasn't it literally everybody supplying the drugs? Yeah. Well, yeah, but, you so know, there's my, that. my problem with it, and actually my daughter's problem, because, you know, Straight out Asperger's, you know, no gray area. She goes, right. why, if everybody else is supposed to be doing everything so bad, why is one of our senators a drug dealer? Oh. And I'm like, oh, well, um, good point. <laughs> and so I explained it to her, and, you know, there's no gray. It's black and white. She's it like, is. That's why she's, you know, computer programming is easy for her. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah I just think it's a situation. Where, now, did you have strong parents, Wendy? I, and still do. Yeah. yeah, well, see, there you go. I mean, your mother's a very strong person as well. Yes. Well, I mean, strong enough to, you know, we, we've talked about things like this before, and sometimes people will see my mom as like, oh, you know, kind of like soft and grandmotherly. Right. Don't ever anybody try to take a shot at her grandchildren. <laughs> she will eat you like a mama bear. <laughs> yeah. Which is a good thing. Because, and I said, what, not your kids? She goes, I, I raised all three of you to be, you know, to be to the point where you could take care of yourself. She goes, I don't have to take care of you. And I said, well, you don't really have to, you know, do that with the grandkids either because you raised us well enough. None of us stand for that kind of thing. Yeah, which is a good thing because my kids don't uh, don't put up with it. You don't put up with it. Well, and I know people that do, though. Really? And, you know, you kind of... You know, you look at those people and you're like, why is this okay? Why do they put up with it? Well, the ones that I know, it's because it's something that's been passed on generationally in their family. That's how they were raised. It's like, well, you know, the, the men are the strong and they're in charge. And, you know, you have to do whatever they, you know, they are the ones that are whatever. <clears throat> and if they pat you on the rear or something, it's like... No one's touching me like that except my husband. No, you know, there you go. I mean, have I ever been touched like that before? Yes, I have. Did I like it? No, because it was an old man that did it. Oh, God. Seriously, okay. you creepy old jerk. Um, <laughs> but it's like you can't... What's going through their mind is when they when they touch women like that, it's because they have never really been raised to believe that they couldn't. What do you think about this Conyers situation? Because now Nancy Pelosi, and again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not singling out liberals. It's just mm-hmm. they're the ones in the news today. Nancy I Pelosi's been accused? No, Nancy Pelosi has told John Conyers he needs to step down, and now we found out that John Conyers from Michigan is in the hospital. Who's John Conyers? He's a, he's a what is he, a congressman? In, uh, he's in the House in Michigan. Nancy Pelosi needs to put a cap on it. Yeah, she really until, should shut up. Until she can be honest about how her husband makes all his money. Oh, you mean in Guam, the billion dollars? You mean that? It's, it's funny how magically these contracts that are up for bid, you know, yeah. the husband ha- or ha- happens to get them. Sure, how'd like that until happen? You, until you can be honest and fair about that, you know, fair and balanced about that, Not right. zip it, sister. Oh, my God. Nancy Pelosi unironically did the clapping emoji thing on Twitter just now. Why? The GOP tax scam is a gift to the wealthy, et cetera, et cetera. But between every word, she puts a clapping emoji. It's like, come on. she's stupid, and she's entitled. Come on. She's the one that brought the bill to... She's the one that suggested that we make the uh, tax for, like, winning the lottery or inheriting. She wanted to make that, like, 90%. And when she was... <laughs> I just was like, are you insane? And I was... And I was watching an interview with her, and the reason that they did that was she says, well, basically when people come into a lot of money like that, they don't know how to handle it. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's, that's true, but that's, that just means they should be appointed like, you know, a financial advisor, not take it from them. I have a full plan of how I'd use it, and there's not one thing in there that, you know, as says increase taxes. There you go. Wendy, right. thank you. You bet. Talk to you later. Bye. We'll talk to you soon. Tom Bernard Show.
great music again today, Melina. Good job, ladies Thank and you. gentlemen. Tom Bernard Show. Andrew Schaefer, our special guest. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm doing great. How about you? Marvelously well. Discover how some of the silver screen's most iconic action heroes would really fare after being shot, stabbed, and dropped off buildings in this witty look at the real science behind Hollywood injuries. Who did the cover art? Uh, the, the cover art here and all of the interior art are done by uh, Stephen Lefcourt. So, so, so Stephen Lefcourt. He did a phenomenal, phenomenal job here. It's, uh, yes, he it's, did. It's a little bit of a gruesome book. <laughs> <laughs> well, God, if anyone who knows anything about anatomy, all of these people would be dead within the first, like, ten minutes of the fight scenes. Well, not oh, all absolutely. of them, but a lot of them. It's like... Well, I was just talking about this last uh, week because I watched The Punisher, that new Netflix miniseries. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, God, the things that he survives, it's like there is no human on Earth that would be able to survive these things. Oh, yeah. It's it's really just insane. And I also uh, am sort of an aspiring screenwriter. And so I'm trying to, you know, research some injuries for you know my own characters and stuff and i'm like what you really have to mm-hmm. you really have to uh suspend a disbelief if yeah. you want to make a movie so um but it, no it's it's just a lot of fun i think that you know action movies are a lot of fun but it's uh but it's also it's very interesting uh to see what would really happen you know i mean you, you know james bond may fall you know several hundred feet into the water and when in reality, he'd, he'd break his neck doing mm-hmm. that. You know, you can't do these kind of things in real life. Well, I'm looking at the book right now, just page after page after page, uh, page of people who have, oh, anywhere between 17 and 15 injuries. Yeah. Shattered <laughs> vertebra almost every time. Oh, God. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, that, I wonder if that's why superheroes are more popular now, is because... Nowadays, people know better about that kind of thing, I think. So it makes more sense if, like, you know, uh, the Flash gets an injury, he can use, you know, whatever superhero power to survive through it. So it makes more sense to the audience. Or at least it does oh, yeah. to me. Yeah, we had to totally leave out, you know, any and all superheroes, uh-huh. basically, besides, uh, you know, Bruce Wayne and uh, Tony Stark, who's Iron Man. Yeah. Because, you know, you. People know you can just shrug that off these days. But on the flip side, the stuff that happens in the Fast and Furious movies, yeah. as you've seen the most recent one, is is you know much further out there than what happens to some superheroes. Um, you've got them punching through concrete. Uh, <laughs> you, know. you think that's impossible? Uh, I don't know about that, Andrew. Is that impossible? Well, it is. It is the Rock that's doing it. So, yeah, well, you know, that's I, right. That's right. I think he can do anything. One of my favorite things of all time is I have a friend who's a, he, not any longer, but he was a prison guard. And he's a very big, very muscular man. I mean, this guy is, is a mountain. So I said, hey, Dale, we got a new, uh, a new um, racquetball cannon in. It was a gun that you would put a racquetball in. And then you, so instead of killing one of the prisoners, if they escaped or whatever, they would shoot them with this cannon, the, this racquetball cannon, right? Huh. Oh. So they said, so Dale, you're a lot bigger than most of the, uh, we just want to see if this could bring you down. He oh, goes, God. what? He said, we want to see if it could, it, could, it could bring you down. He goes, well, do me a favor. Where do you want me to stand? They said, up against that uh, concrete block wall. 
He said, well, do me a favor. Just, just do me a favor. Just fire one round at the concrete wall before I stand up against it, because I just want to see what kind of impact it makes. He said it put about a five-inch hole in the concrete wall. <laughs> if they had shot that, <laughs> shot him with that thing, they might have killed him. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. Uh, just, it's unbelievable. Where did you get the, the title, Ain't Got Time to Bleed? Is that from, from Jesse and Predator? Uh, yeah, that's from, that's from Predator. Um, yeah, we just... Uh, you know, my other my other favorite quote was uh, uh, "Pain don't hurt" um, uh, from Roadhouse, but uh, we ended up going with the Predator one. Um, but either way, I mean, if pain does hurt, and uh, it takes a long time time to uh, uh, bleed. So um, you, you have to you have to you know make time. And so what I ended up doing with this book was I I spent time talking to a doctor and actually researching a bunch of medical textbooks. And, and spoke to someone who's an EMT and trying to, you know, figure out what would really happen. And and uh, and it, it, that's why, you know, it turned out much more disturbing and gruesome than I expected. Um, well, you actually do Predator in here. Major Alan Dutch Schaefer is yes. in the book, and uh, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six. He's got six major injuries. Yeah, including that he was you know, blown up pretty much by a radioactive bomb. <laughs> so he's probably in like the you know walking ghost uh, stage, no matter what happens. Yeah, yeah, that's why I wrote on there. Get to the chopper. Hopefully, it's carrying a body bag. <laughs> what I love is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Of course, was the the major star of Predator. Yeah, Jesse Ventura was in it, but the major star was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And for every injury he's got, you've got smoke coming out of his injuries, <laughs> which, which, which it appears to be smoke anyway. Is that what it is? I believe so. Yeah. No, he, yeah, he's he's uh, that's he he got blown up pretty good. He did indeed. <laughs> I, I, it's a great. How did you come up with this idea? Were you just watching a movie one day and going, you know, how much more of this can I put up with? <laughs> Uh, no, you know, I mean, it really goes back to, uh, you know, when I was a, a kid, um, you know, I, 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 I was, I remember being a kid and getting into a fight. I got into one fight ever where I actually threw a punch. The rest were ones where I got punched, but you know, I threw one punch and I'm like, Oh, I almost broke my knuckles. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's so I was like, you know, and it didn't sound like it did in the movies. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, it was it was just this sort of revelation, you know, as a kid. But, you know, as an adult, you watch some of these movies. I've watched Die Hard every year for Christmas. Die Hard and for Christmas is a great. That's a Die great Hard move, for, by the way. Yeah, and 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 when you see, uh, you know, Bruce Willis walking over broken glass, glass yeah. and you go, "Oh, that's so cool!" <laughs> but in reality, you know, he would be he would lose a lot of blood doing that. <laughs> So, um, you know, these things kind of pile up, and every time I watch a movie, we end up walking out at the end, me and my wife, and I'm just like, oh, you know, well, that, blah, 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 mm-hmm. I'm happening, you know. <laughs> so you ruin so, it for her. That's good. And so, yeah, and so I'm like, now I'll just ruin it for everybody. <laughs> yeah, so now you're going to ruin it for everybody, which I like, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the average person, by the way, talking about throwing a punch and all the rest of it, you're lucky you didn't break your wrist because most people, the first time they throw a punch, their wrist caves in. They don't know. How to, you have to keep it very straight <laughs> or otherwise, keep, yeah. Exactly. Otherwise, you're going to break your wrist. So it's not a great idea. 
Well, you know, it was just it was my first one. I got lucky, I think, and I, I just called it a day after. <laughs> so, how old were you? Oh my gosh, I was uh, I was uh, probably twelve years old. Uh, yeah, it was. Do you, uh, do you remember what they did to you to make you so angry? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> I know. I, re- I they 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 hit me in the gym with wet towels. Oh, I hate in the locker that. room. That's not that was fun. kind of the locker room, and they did it like every day for like a whole year. And I'm just just one day I snapped, and I'm like, I just threw a punch back, and then I'm standing there, I'm like, oh, this kind of hurts, you know. And meanwhile, I'm just naked, standing over this kid who's like, oh, you hit me, and, you know. I I don't want to be the gym teacher. I have to walk in on that. What's no, I understand that. Going on here? Just yeah. Put your clothes on and get to class. Have you gotten uh, gotten any word of anybody that's in the book? Has anybody reached out to you that's actually in the book saying, hey, you know, I I, I think you're probably right? Uh, you know, no, I haven't. Um, and that's that's probably a good thing. You know, I don't, I don't want to hear back from the, the screenwriters or probably get on my case and say, hey, I thought you were one of us. What are you doing selling us out, man? Well, I mean, it is, it's, it's fun. And it's, by the way, the illustrations are fantastic. They really are. Even oh yeah, the, the full color uh, illustrations and um, they just yeah just exceeded my my ever expectations there. So they did a really great job on those. You did a great job. Did you do all the research as far as what kind of weapons were used for each thing? Oh, you know what the 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 great thing about that is I I, I watched the movies each uh, at least five or six times, but then I, I I just went online. There's a there's like a database that. Internet Movie Firearms Database, where people have just cataloged all of the weapons that are used in movies. Um, and there's also one for, like, cars and planes, and there's all sorts of databases out there that people just catalog this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I thank them in the acknowledgments. But, yeah, um, then I also went to uh, someone who actually uh, uh, sells guns and, and ammunition for a living, and I was like, did I get all of this right? And he's like, well... You know, first let's let's go back to the basics. What's a bullet? Let's talk about this. <laughs> so my knowledge in that area was pretty limited, and so I had to get a lot of help with that. You know, I do I do really like the clinical way that you wrote down each description of each injury and what it was caused by. I think that's very funny. <laughs> Colonel John Matrix of Commando, 1985, uh, occupation Delta Force Colonel. Uh, number six, abdomen, right side, anterior, left femur, hit by shrapnel fragments from a close-range M87 grenade detonation. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work. How close are we talking, like leg removal close or just <laughs> just crippling? Um, basically remove everything below his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he just got a scratch on and his arm, did he? walk away. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So basically, he just uh, the way it looks, his right hip kind of stung a little bit. That was about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they're superhero people. (laughs) Well, like Commando, he's not a superhero. He's just a commando. No, he's a commando. He's just an average human being. I wonder how many people watch things like that, and they they grow up with that kind of thing, so they think that that's how it is, and then they join the army, and then they end up like you know they get. Like a, they get grazed by a bullet, and they're like, "How is this hurting so much? And how am I, you know, losing so much blood? This isn't supposed to do this." Because I have a feeling it's more than it should be. Oh yeah, I, I've I've had concussions and stuff before, and it's just yeah, it's surprising 
how much some of the stuff really, you know, hurts you and affects you. And you're like, oh, you're, you're, you get a concussion. You're not going to be up right away, uh-huh. you know. And you're going to be, you know, I've had concussions where it's like, you know, uh, weeks or months um, that go by without feeling normally. And, and so it's like some of these movies, they're getting their heads banged in left and right. Yes. And, yeah, so, so you, yeah, you really have to take care of yourself in real life. And, and you know, and, and we see that with, you know, what happens to, you know, some of the stuntmen in these movies and stuntmen. Yeah. It's very dangerous. So uh, you see that. Uh, happen, but you know we we really wanted to keep this just to the the sort of the the more outlandish action heroes um, and how they did on the screen as opposed to you know what what happened to them in real life. Because um, uh, some some of these uh, action heroes, some of the the stars of the movies, really did get injured in real life. Yeah, oh, really I'm sure they did. Yeah, you know so. I do love in, on uh, page 10, Bruce Wayne, The Dark Knight Rises from 2012. The first uh, two words in the incident report are billionaire vigilante. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably not going to see that in real life. A billionaire vigilante. Probably not, huh? You know, uh, you know, we all have this dream about what these billionaires do with their money, like Tony Stark or Bruce Wayne or... You know, even to amass some of these arsenals that some of these guys do in, in, in these movies. But, you know, in real life, that that billionaire is, you know, Mark Zuckerberg or something. Yeah, right. And and he's not going to go out there. No, Zuckerberg. But if he did, I mean, what a great cover. He's... he's I mean, he's got, a, he's got a great cover. Mark Zuckerberg builds a mech and just starts uh, rampaging through the city, killing gang members. <laughs> It'd be an interesting movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the book is called Ain't Got Time to Bleed by Andrew Schaefer. It's S-H-A-F-F-E-R. Great illustrations by Stephen Lefcourt, as a matter of fact. A great project. It's a, it's a lot of fun to just sit and read and talk about. Very well done, sir. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. You guys have a great day. Thanks, Andrew. Andrew Schaefer, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, the, you see, doesn't it kind of look like, in a way, like an improvement on um, South Park? <laughs> they kind of look South Parky, only they're better illustrated. When they have celebrities on South Park who like don't match the style of the rest of South Park, yeah, because they draw celebrities like they are in real life. Yeah, that's what. Whereas this the lo- residents of South Park just have the, like the two big eyes and the mouth, and that's it. Yeah. I wonder if Stephen Leftcourt does some of the illustrations for them. I Left wonder about court. that. It says about the author, about the artist. Uh, it's from Vermont. Doesn't say anything about South Park, though. I still think he did some work for South Park. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.